Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 44 Creating a Workplace Safety Program. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and I am your small business buddy, instructor, and servant. And I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. Now, this is where small business owners gain employer intelligence in around seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. In the past several episodes, we've talked a lot about workers' compensation insurance and controlling your costs. We've established the fact that having a workplace safety program is paramount. We'll learn about the elements of a workplace safety program on today's episode of Small Biz Brainiac. Let's rock this. The nucleus of a workplace safety program is an Injury and Illness Prevention Plan, or IIPP. And when it comes to an IIPP, every business is different and there isn't a one-size-fits-all. You need to implement a program that is right for your company size, your industry, and your operations. Establishing an IIPP may seem daunting, but there are simple low-cost approaches that are still effective and where the core elements of the program can be implemented at a basic level that is sustainable for small businesses. OSHA's Safety and Health Achievement Recognition Program recognizes small employers that operate an exemplary workplace safety program, and they have compelling evidence to show that even a basic IIPP works to lower costs, increase productivity, and improve employee morale. I've used the word hazard a lot in the past two episodes, but I don't think I've ever defined it for you, so we should do that now. A hazard is the potential for harm and is often associated with the condition or activity that, if left uncontrolled, can result in an injury or illness. For example, improperly stored and unmarked chemicals can lead to chemical burns. High workplace temperatures can result in employees becoming dehydrated. Excessive noise can lead to hearing damage. Poor lighting can cause slips, falls, and contusions. Electrical currents from damaged power cords can cause shock. And poor ergonomics can lead to carpal tunnel syndrome. Well, now let's learn about the stages of a working program. The first is company-wide commitment to safety. Now, this is a state of mind. It's a top-down attitude that needs to be regularly communicated to everyone. Not just communicated, but demonstrated, supported, enforced and rewarded. Everyone, managers, supervisors, and employees are all responsible for safety and health in the workplace, and everyone should be accountable for carrying out those responsibilities. But you need to provide the resources to your employees that they need to fulfill those duties. This includes safety information, training, and equipment. You also need to designate at least one employee as a safety manager to receive and respond to reports about workplace safety and where appropriate to initiate corrective action. You need to get employees involved in the identification, assessment, prioritization, and elimination or avoidance of hazards. You need to establish a way for employees to report hazards and to make recommendations about appropriate ways to control them. The next step is a hazard and risk assessment. You need to systematically identify and assess hazards that your employees are exposed to by conducting inspections, reviewing safety and health information, evaluating new equipment, materials, and processes before they're introduced into the workplace. Now, here's some examples 
of how you can do that. Request a free OSHA consultation visit. Now, they'll come out and help you identify hazards. They'll also provide training and technical assistance. Familiarize yourself with the hazards found in your industry. Create a safety team. Encourage employees to report workplace hazards. Seek assistance from a safety and health expert. Instead of the OSHA visit, hire a professional safety inspector, someone who has experience in your industry and who's demonstrated their proficiency through experience and education. Have them conduct a comprehensive study to identify all your hazards, determine your current level of compliance, and document the issues that need your immediate attention. A hazard assessment's like detective work, so if you approach it with that mindset, you'll be amazed at what you'll discover. You can ask questions like, what can go wrong? What are the consequences? How could it arise? What are other contributing factors? How likely is the hazard to occur? And the next step is the development of the IIPP. You create the IIPP using the results of your hazard assessment activities and other resources like OSHA, the American Safety Council, and the Occupational Health and Safety Magazine. Now, these are all organizations who have tons of free information available on their websites. The next is implementation, and this is where the rubber meets the road. Everything else you've done will be a waste of time if you don't implement your newly created program. Implementation is a company-wide project. It affects every aspect of the business, and it requires the cooperation of department heads because it may require process changes. Next is monitoring. There are a lot of tools you can use to monitor the program. For example, you should investigate every work comp claim to determine if a policy was violated, if there's a gap in the current program, or if a new hazard has been introduced that you weren't previously aware of. Review safety violation write-ups. Employee violations should be documented, and there should be consequences. You should take disciplinary action where appropriate. This should be part of your IIPP. A copy should be provided to the employee, to their supervisor, and the safety manager. Conduct spontaneous safety audits and informal inspections, and perform occasional safety surveys where you ask employees about their opinions of the working conditions. Next is to measure. You have to measure the results. You know the saying, what gets measured gets done, right? If you measure the results, you'll be able to make changes. Now here are some of the things you want to measure. The lost time injury frequency rate. This is your rate of claims that result in an employee being unable to work their next scheduled workday. Now these are also known as indemnity claims. The incident rate. Now, this is the rate of incidents that result in a work comp claim. And the severity rate. This tells you the number of lost days experienced as compared to the number of incidents that you experience. And finally, accident costs. Calculating the costs of claims to the company can be a bit of a science project, but OSHA's created a calculator to do it for you. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well as the formulas for calculating the lost time injury frequency rate, the incident rate, and the severity rate. And the final step is modification. You need to make changes to your safety program based on the results of your monitoring and measuring. You should be modifying your program regularly in order to maintain its effectiveness. Now one final word about the OSHA consultation visit service that I mentioned. Keep in mind, that's the government you're inviting into your business. 
Now, this service is completely separate from their inspection department, they say, and these consultants don't issue citations or propose penalties, but you are obligated to correct any serious hazards that they find. So keep that in mind if you decide to use that service in lieu of hiring a private inspector. So there you have it. Let's recap. The seven stages of an effective workplace safety program are company-wide commitment to safety, hazard risk assessments, IIPP development, implementation, monitoring, measuring, and modifying. The IIPP is the nucleus of the workplace safety program, but it's not just a binder on a shelf collecting dust. It has to be put into practice and made an integral part of the day-to-day operations. I've put a link to several great resources in the show notes, so check those out. You can also contact me from the website, smallbizbrainiac.com, and I'd love to answer any questions you have on the subject or any other employer-related matter. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.